listen to the Black Guy Who Tips podcast because Rod and Karen are hot. Velvet fruit, exquisite square. I hold up to sniff between fingers and thumb. How you numb me with your rich attentions. If I don't eat you quickly, you'll melt in my palm. Pleasure seeker, if I let you, you'd liquefy everywhere. Knotted smoke, dark punch of earth and night and leaf. For a taste of you, any woman would gladly crumble to run. Enough chatter, I'm ready to fall in love. Hey, welcome to another episode of the Black Outers Podcast with your host Rod and Karen. And we're in the house on a Wednesday, which means tomorrow at this time. It'll be time to see Black Panther. Yes, sir. At least for all us regular people, okay? You know, I see my friends got their little exclusive invites and screeners and, and all that. And good for them. Good. I ain't hating. You know what I'm saying? But tomorrow, it's on, okay? Wakanda has arrived. It is upon us. And uh, we're going to be having a great time. So, um, at any rate, guys... Um, the official weapon of the show is the taser and the unofficial sport is bullet ball and bullet ball extreme all right and uh once again i just want to mention that we do have a new store on tpublic.com you can go to tpublic.com put in tbgwt in the search it'll come up um you know uh so if you want to buy stuff they got shirts and all kinds of sizes they have uh different items like uh mugs and uh, there's all kinds of stuff hoodies all your apparel needs and they're all on sale through the end of black history month we even have some black panther stuff in the store now so like just go check it out uh we appreciate everybody that uh takes the time out to 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 buy something uh we get a couple dollars out of every purchase just about you know and um yeah it goes a long way so if y'all would take the time just go to tpublic.com put in code tbgwt oh not code put in tbgwt in the search engine and it'll come up karen is also gonna make sure that we have some links on our social media mm-hmm. working on that yep so you guys will have that uh uh soon today uh, hopefully tonight hopefully so tonight we'll we'll get you that stuff too so yes we will um let's see what else i was gonna say oh and then in addition to that um we also have a sexy sponsor. Oh, um, shit now. Yeah, we got to do our Adam and Eve sponsorship. Uh, let me see if I can find a good song. Um, how about... Um, um, oh, you know what? How about this? I haven't listened to this in a while. Oh... listen man it's the last it's valentine's day okay you only have a few hours left on this deal and adam and eve is trying to hook you up okay don't let your last minuteness have to go to waste all right go to adamandeve.com and make valentine's day a day you'll never forget by getting half off of just about any item all you have to do is pick one of the thousands of items on their website literally there's sex toys there's uh lingerie there's dvds just everything okay um 
go ahead and cop you one of those you get half off of it also you get the free romance kit the romance kit includes a toy for him a special massager for her and a little something we both know you'll enjoy i say mix and match don't let the gender binaries fuck you up put it put it everywhere okay rub it all over yourself uh plus you get a free adult dvd uh to put you in the mood and that's not all oh no they also give you free shipping on your entire order how do you get this pick out your one item at adamneve.com get the free romance kit and you get the free shipping by putting in tbgwt at your checkout uh for adamandeve.com that's tbgwt at adamandeve.com rather be cause nothing even matters to me see nothing even matters see nothing even matters to me all right let's get into the show okay guys we got all kinds of stuff going on um let me look up and see what i want to talk about um uh someone is sending amazon sex toys to strangers and nobody has a clue how to stop it (laughs) not even amazon Ah, sending everybody some love <clears throat> speaking of valentine's the first time nikki unexpectedly received a sex toy in an amazon box she thought there had been a mix-up at the factory she bought some mascara that hadn't arrived yet at first i believed it was a mistake but then the other packages came one by one a cord to a bluetooth device was next no gift receipt no footprints uh and she discovered over the next week no help the last package was had had, had headphones in it the weird part about it is this was a prank or a hacker sending things to women on the internet it'd be expensive i looked the sex toy up it cost 25 dollars, which is sort of substantial it seems so personal nikki's story is part of a brawling internal mystery that is flummoxing amazon according to a source at the company ah! mm-hmm. and you know how they do it it's like you know people can send you stuff and just be like i you know because a lot of people do that go i want to see you but i want to be anonymous yeah but it seems like there would be something on amazon side to look at the order and be like it went to this address from this from this order so because they can normally pay for it something so this might be somebody within the system that knows how to route around that because other than that a normal person wouldn't have the ability just to randomly send shit out and they not know who you are someone is shipping out unsolicited products frequently sex toys to seemingly random customers the company does not yet know why they're being purchased and why they're being shipped to people like nikki why they're being purchased an amazon spokesperson said the unsolicited packages sent to nikki are part of some bad behavior that we are investigating we're investigating inquiries from customers who have received unsolicited packages as this whole does this will violate our policies we have confirmed the sellers involved did not receive names or shipping addresses from amazon we remove sailors and invi- sellers in violation of our policies withhold payments and work with law enforcement to take appropriate action nikki spent much of the last week fearing she was being cyber stalked i understand that yes right considering the item he spent sent cost me a substantial amount and came from a nicer looking company she mostly wanted to know if whoever was sending the packages was nearby and how involved the police should be she took the amazon's customer service phone tree attempting to figure out how worried she should be she had read a story on the internet about a british man who was been using amazon gift service to send erotica to a woman he was cyber stalking and read the company refuses to disclose identity of senders for reasons of confidentiality 
i mainly want to know this man's name and where he's located in order to ensure that he isn't in my city this was also beginning to affect my roommate neither of us are keen on staying at our apartment anymore right. over the next few days nikki claims she's was repeatedly ignored lied to or not taken seriously by countless customer service representatives i believe that in an effort to find out why cryptic packages with her name on them kept winding up on her doorstep i had to fight with a representative um to take my concerns seriously she said she was then sent to a supervisor a uh who was under the impression that i was simply calling to find out who sent me a fun gift to satisfy my own curiosity wow she said those two steps happened several times like every time she would call they would put her back to that you can speak to a manager he's like listen it's just someone sent me a fun gift he's like I, that's not what i said right yeah. uh i didn't order this shit and i don't know who sent it to me and i would like no answers mm-hmm. and they just think t- and and on top of that this is bad for them too like right. this speaks volumes that y'all don't take this shit seriously when you know i'm concerned about my safety and shit and y'all like oh somebody just sent you a sex toy how do you know i wanted it if i would have ordered it for myself that's a completely different thing mm-hmm. but i didn't order it for myself yeah so they don't know what's happening but you get a dick in the mail guys now you know come on it's a dick in a box (laughs) literally right uh thugs with badges two baltimore cops are convicted of robbery and racketeering after a decade-long crime spree by elite unit that stole from drug dealers resold looted narcotics and even carried out home invasions what just need a little retraining little police retraining how to fix that right on up two baltimore police are detectives face off to 60 years in prison after being convicted uh in a explosive corruption case that has rocked the city's police department well damn daniel hersel hersel all right and marcus taylor were shackled and led out of court where some of their relatives burst into tears while one of their mom one of the victims called out justice they now face an anxious wait to find out how long they'll be sentenced um yeah who knows a cops probably a a short sentence they're part of a wider group in the force who targeted big time drug dealers with huge loots of cash and narcotics to steal armed with machetes and sledgehammers the detectives organization was based on a simple mantra steal from the drug dealers because they have nowhere to turn who you gonna call come on not ghostbusters it turns out the criminals did have somewhere to turn uh the stand to have it uh testify against two officers who now face up to 60 years in jail the first drug dealer to take the stand tuesday was dennis armstrong who says officers stopped him trying to leave a storage container where he stored cocaine he said officers stole eight thousand dollars from him and reportedly uh seized just two they reported seizing just two thousand eight hundred dollars so they basically pocketed about five thousand dollars worth of the drug money come on uh he said they also destroyed a storage unit and stole two kilograms of cocaine Ooh. the biggest uh gang on the on the streets come on and people say that and everybody think you would think you're joking about it armstrong says he never reported the missing drugs because he feared he faced additional jail time the rest of the dealers took the stand on wednesday sergio somerville a self-confessed small-time drug dealer described a similar incident in september 2016 when he too was stopped by members of the gtf while leaving the uh storage unit where he was living he said one of the officers claimed to be a member of the federal drug enforcement agency and they had a warrant to search the unit both turned out to be false they didn't even know my name after we talked for a while i said if you have a warrant and know everything why are you asking my name 
nonetheless the officers raided his storage unit and took four thousand eight hundred dollars he had hidden in a sock says the officers appear to be disappointed by the amount they then left without mm. arresting him what yep they came to me like a gang or something he said uh Oree stevenson is another former dealer who made a deal with prosecutors testified during the trial he said he was about to sell drugs from his car when taylor arrested him officers then stole his keys and searched his home finding 10 kilos of cocaine and 200 to 300 thousand dollars he says Ooh. the officers stole about a hundred thousand dollars of the cash and some of the cocaine earlier in the trial two officers testified that they split the hundred thousand dollars went gambling with the money that night wow yeah it was it was on some t- training day shit come on that's what happened when you don't hold people accountable for their actions stevenson's longtime girlfriend kiana holloway also testified that the officer took an expensive watch and a bag of clothes holloway said she did not know the drugs and cash were inside the home on monday evening acting attorney steven shinney uh said that uh, a u.s attorney i'm sorry said he was hopeful that the police corruption case will begin a long difficult process of examining how baltimore police uh force uh polices its own mm. we hope that police officers live up to the honor and privilege of that badge okay you mean the unmitigated power right the trial was dominated by four ex-detectives who testified that the police department's elite gun trace task force was actually made up of thugs with badges who stole cash resold looted narcotics and lied under oath to cover their tracks they detail how many cases have they testified in how they how they lied under oath in how many cases these officers how many reports have there of theirs been used to Throw arrest people, in, people come on y'all got to go back and go through all those cases and truth be told it's so much work that you know what people who committed crimes might have to go back on fuck it just everybody go because and we just retrial you or whatever because this is just not worth it right um so yes yeah, that's, that's just wild um we recognize that this indictment and subsequent trial uncovered some of the most egregious and despicable acts ever perpetrated in law enforcement d'souza said he's a act he's an acting police commissioner um yeah also how many other cops were involved because like i often feel like this that confederate statue thing we take down these two guys and it's like well we don't have a problem there right no we still got a problem the problem's actually bigger than them you know what i mean though mm-hmm. but it's all it's always like because it's easier. open and shut case just wipe the dust off of hands let's keep going right because clearly you, did we solved the problem corruption is over now right because you don't want nobody investigating because when you start investigating eventually something might come down their lane or for you know it you know more quote unquote good people might lose their jobs get fired and this stuff runs deep mm-hmm. and it's something that people that have been on the side of being arrested having their homes torn to pieces and them not repairing it you know being shot being killed like a lot of and a lot of times a minority so nobody gives a fuck and a few white people out here getting shot too and they're like oh well you know and it's one of those things where it's frustrating for victims because you know there's a lot of victims out there and like you say who knows how many how many times they've testified and people have been arrested they probably planted evidence and people have been arrested you know and y'all just got these people but i guarantee you it's more than just them yeah um also of the six people i see here two of them are white but four of them are black you know that that ain't no color behind that badge man. oh no 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 um 
so yeah much of the testimony during the trial focused on gun trace task force members who pled guilty including the out of control units one time supervisor sergeant wayne jenkins a white man a white jenkins uh he was portrayed as a wildly corrupt officer leading his unit on tireless quest to shake down civilians and find monsters big time drug dealers with lots of loot to steal his subordinates testified that the one time amateur mixed martial arts fighter found his officers to uh, told his officers to carry bb guns in case they ever needed to plant weapons and occasionally he occasionally posed as a federal agent when shaking down targets right because you know a lot of people would how would you know right former colleagues said jenkins sledgehammer approach to policing extends to having an actual sledgehammer along with crowbars grappling hooks black mask and even a machete stored in his police issued car to ramp up illegal activities it's not clear when uh jenkins and the other ex-detectives who pleaded guilty pleaded guilty will be sentenced by a federal judge yeah some of them already pleaded guilty before this so this is like the last two i think Mm. So how were they able to get away with it that long? The system. The system is doing what the system is designed to do. Right. So um that's wild. Uh public defenders say there could be a few thousand tainted cases stretching back to two thousand eight involving the jail members of the disbanded gun trace task force. And you know how people go where everybody that's in jail claim that they ain't do it. It's a lot of people, y'all, and more people than people are willing to admit. Everybody that gets arrested for a crime does not automatically mean they did it. And it's amazing how even a lot of black people will turn around and tell you, well, you committed the crime. You just need to go to jail. And it's one of the things where mm, sometimes, sometimes people did it. Don't get me wrong. Mm-hmm. But it's a percentage, a percentage of the time where they really did not do it. So far, roughly 125 cases involving eight indicted Baltimore law enforcement uh, enforcers have been dropped. So how can I believe in any of the cases now? Come on. And then the thing is, if some of these people are guilty and convicted and they, you know, whatever, you're going to end up having to put some of them back on the street, too. Yes, you are. It is what it is, you know? Come on, it is what it is. Here's a Valentine's Day story. Oh. A woman who married the ghost of a 300-year-old pirate reveals the, their Valentine's Day plans. What? Happy Valentine's. That's right, How guys. do they have sex? I, I don't know. Some ghost sex. Mm. I guess under the sheets. down in J- david jones locker <laughs> last month amanda well, i guess he does like booty <laughs> all, right, all right that was all right. um amanda teague revealed that she <laughs> that she's thrown in the towel with living men and has gone and married the ghost of a 300 year old pirate instead now how do you know he can sense how do you know that he said yes you know and then all living men i mean i know men are trash but damn ghost men i guess they can't hurt you and Come on. and now the 45 year old has revealed that she and jack the ghost she calls her soulmate will celebrate valentine's day appearing on loose women guest panelist kim uh cat setting all right asked how the whole dating thing works and whether she's booking a table for two to which amanda replied she actually books the table for four because her best friend is dating jack's ghost friend 
you found another person that's involved or is your best friend a ghost too might be i mean because i mean does it matter yes if two people are sitting at a table with two empty seats across from them talking about these are our ghost boyfriend i need to know how y'all both how both of y'all human beings met each other because <laughs> how are you gonna find another human oh. being that's into this shit you know i can see finding one human being that's into it but two duh that's crazy y'all the real soulmates y'all both got sorry i didn't even do that yeah y'all the real soulmates y'all both got ghost lovers you know um she looked kind of like a she want to be a fake elvira or something she looks creepy mm-hmm we do go on dates i also have a friend who's in a relationship with jack's best friend so we often go on double dates and yes we do leave a seat for them to sit on we'll buy them a drink jack likes rum and matthew likes beer we just set them down for as a form of respect but they can't drink it so you i guess you know what if you're going on a date by yourself i mean you probably have to disposable income buy a drink that's never gonna be drank amanda married haitian pirate jack who died in the 1700s off a boat on the irish coast haitian well, i knew she was into the bbgc oh lord mm-hmm the big black ghost cock Duh! like any ordinary couple they have arguments and go on dates and even have sex oh man give me that ghost dick amanda mm-hmm. what is it so what does that feel like i mean how do you know how big it is i'm so confused boobs amanda ah! uh, <laughs> a captain jack sparrow impersonator previously told the daily star he is my soul man i'm so happy it's the perfect kind of relationship for me there are a lot of people out there who don't know about spiritual relationships but it could be right for them i want to get the message out there you know what ladies and men's and uh everybody in between uh it's no need to spend this valentine's day alone go out get you a table too go on a date with a ghost pick it i mean i I think she's actually at the bottom of the barrel i'd pick a famous ghost come on oh just me and i don't know uh me and marilyn monroe just hanging out you know me and prime of her life eartha kid just kicking it is she even dead i don't even know if eartha kid dead anyway amanda who thinks her job is what could have uh brought jack to her had yeah you play jack sparrow the pirate and then you start dating a pirate named ghost named jack that's 300 years old how good could 300 year old sex be come on does it is it like wine does it age well it's like ooh, 300 year old this is i mean you perfect. literally could do everything mm-hmm uh amanda thinks her job is what could have brought jack to her has never seen her husband in physical form but she imagines he's similar to captain jack in pirates of the caribbean well i hate to tell you this ma'am duh but if he's haitian <laughs> what you trying to say i'm just i may must be too hades you know uh the romance began one night in 2014 when lying in bed she felt the energy of a spirit next to her when she realized she could she he could communicate with her she became more interested their relationship developed as he sit with her while she was watching tv or driving amanda's feelings for jack grew as they got to know each other more and then one day he told her they could actually be together 
Oh. Although she never had a spiritual boyfriend before, she did some research and realized she wasn't the only one having a relationship with a spirit. Amanda's been married before and has five children with her ex-husband, but now she feels a connection with her new husband is very strong. Mm. Very strong? How do you like to have a ghost stepdaddy? I'm good. I know he ain't gonna never tell me what to do. Ever. Like, what does he do? Like, start shaking stuff out of the cabinet like poltergeisting when he get mad die uh anyway good luck to those lovebirds it's about time you know this is the next evolution of men being trash is women getting ghost boyfriends and just being like i mean that that shows you how serious it is maybe maybe that's who's sending everybody those amazon um (laughs) dildos that's why they can't find his ass (laughs) it's a ghost it's a ghost he and he and, and they don't even know who doing it. He just picking up an Amazon box and floating it over there to your ass. They ain't got no trace of him. <laughs> Where the fuck does Amazon box come from? Amazon, why? We ain't, we ain't got no records of this, ma'am. <laughs> what have you found out your ghost boyfriend cheating? Right, with another ghost. And then, you know what? He could ghost you the best of all, I guess. That'd be the best. It'd be like, he'd really be like he never was there. Elbow. You know? oh yeah he never was there was it he can't never text you back in the first place how you know you've been ghosted or not anyway pierce morgan says amorosis is a vicious duplicitous lying conniving backstabbing piece of work oh, claims and claims she called him a fucking faggot after he declined her offer for sex what Yeah, because I don't believe him, right? I, I mean, like I know Amarosa must hate herself to do all the shit she does for Trump and 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 you know the White House and all that stuff, like in the demeanor self. Like she must low key have some level of self hate. But I don't think anybody hates themselves enough to fuck Pierce Morgan. You know, like how you? Gonna, I can't trust him because he's a lime racist piece of shit but you can't trust her i'm just gonna skip this story you know what die you're just gonna skip it this is my bad for bringing this up how how you gonna trust either source if they both two horrible people you know like just god damn it yeah Oh, well, let's just move on to something else. Let's see what else we got here. We're just fucking with those black people. We're just fucking with those blacks. We're just fucking with fucking with black people. That's right, guys. It's time to play the game that we all hate to play. It's fucking with black people. The game we go all around the globe. We find different articles make us feel fucked with, and we assign point scores of zero to hundred at intervals of twenty-five. Today's contestants, everybody, yay! Um, and also, Pierce Morgan wouldn't fuck Amarosa. Get the fuck out of here. I'm sorry. Everything about that story just is upsetting. Everything about Duh, it. Everything about it. Everything about it. Like, I mean, I ain't, Amarosa is definitely too good for his ass. Um, fuck nigger lovers. Black middle schoolers in fear after Trump inspired threats show up in their inboxes. Hmm. Mm hmm. 
black students in ypsilanti michigan middle school have fear for their safety uh since being sent a slur laden email laden email from a classmate that threatened violence and referenced president donald trump hmm. probably a coincidence I would say it was coincidence probably a coincidence that they love donald trump and hate black people just you know how that happens over and over and over again so much guys it's almost like a predictable as if it's some sort of connotation between the two or maybe even a, a, a something we can use to predict when someone is going to be racist but <laughs> that's ridiculous <sighs> detroit's y- wxyz um reported tuesday that washington now international middle school uh middle academy i'm sorry not middle school began interviewing students suspected of sending the january 29th email after public outcry from their parents local police also investigating the incident they did inform us that the email did come from the school around 3 30 p.m um the, on monday january 29th the student whose name is in the email has been back in the uh back into school community what does that mean uh the email was opened by two of the six intended recipients who then alerted the school authorities the other four emails were deleted from the students inbox before they could be open you need to get your nigger loving ass out of here and all this black lives matter bullshit the email read the center went on to use the slur multiple times when writing that african-americans should leave this country one day your kids will get what they deserve being on this land the email continued white lives matter go trump the trump inspired sign off was followed by several skull and crossbone emojis it was really i was really scared the rest of the day uh said seventh grader kasim yeah that's the whole point Mm-hmm. because the possibilities of something happening right then and there both he and a female classmate who was a recipient have not returned to school since the emails were sent yeah yes sir you interrupted their their schooling and everything uh anyway zero to a hundred karen a hundred and and the whole point is that most people that do this bullshit won't harm you mm-hmm. like they just do it out of the fear tactic that's the whole purpose is to get you to retreat and go away right um because once you do that their goal is accomplished very few people actually get violent when it comes to their racism right most people are like the internet racism they're not the i'm gonna actually physically harm you racism right yes yeah, it's, it's just wild that they would even it, and like it, it's not even that it's harmless because it fucks with your mental health it does i mean it fucks but, it, but it but it is you're right like the odds of them carrying out that threat is very low it just doesn't right and, and then uh, when i mean harmless i didn't mean harmless to you i mean harmless as far as a lot of them they're not gonna hang you by a tree they're not gonna throw nothing at you they're not gonna attack you not not to say that it won't happen but because it's a possibility that it could that's the problem like you don't know which white folk where the white folk fall on the racism scale Mm -hmm. you know are you hoodie kkk or are you tom brady kkk i don't know but you fall on the scale somewhere right um all right i give that i give that 100 man plus Mm -hmm. it's messing with kids you know right like they didn't do nothing to deserve that shit man right and the, and the thing is when you tell this person that they're racist they would deny it right you know like nothing is racist anymore and that's the stuff that's very frustrating because the thing is you don't have to be a kkk to support the, their purpose and what they do and that's something really hard for white people to understand a lot of times the system is designed to do what the system does which is 
actually make white people feel as though none of this shit matters because it doesn't directly impact or affect them at least they are under the illusion that it doesn't impact or affect them but but it really actually does affect them because if we all ain't free nobody has freedom and Mm -hmm. this hard that's very hard for people to understand uh black woman this black woman eliminated white people from her life to combat racism and white folks are upset what Mm. they upset about what exactly what's to be upset by realizing that you wouldn't a black friend white oh yeah i guess so because you know it got to be a shock to them you my one black friend no you thought i was a good one oh should not i'm sorry i meant the um but i mean it's not even her friends it's just random white people it don't matter random white people think you're friends to mm. be told your co-workers think y'all friends you know a lot of people out here you ask your co-worker they'll be like yeah such such they good you know i consider them a friend you ain't been over their house they ain't been over your house what i'm saying is they not people in her life it's just people this is white people Being. they don't know her like they heard her story on the internet that she's getting white people out of her life and white people are mad not the white people she knows that like i can't believe you would do this to me sabrina or whatever just regular ass white people oh fragile just fragile how dare you just like men when women talk about them you said white and here they come with the torches and pitchforks it don't mean i'm wrong just because i use the word white it don't mean i'm wrong just because i say the word men yeah it was on a recent episode of hbo vice news andrea x andrea x said her uh, unconventional way to combat racism has been especially effective every time i have a conversation with a white person i just pick up uh on certain things that they say i pick up on the microaggressions the passive aggressiveness i pick up on the shit explain so i decided one day just to eliminate what's going on over there buddy oh sorry come on now <laughs> i'm sorry i didn't realize you were hearing that my bad i'm, I'm, I'm just moving something out of the way i'm sorry baby mm-hmm uh <laughs> we professionals here uh all right so i decided one day just pick up and eliminate white people from my personal life ever ever since my life has been way more breezy mm-hmm. yeah and you know it's because white people think that they have to be involved in everything mm-hmm. like there's nothing that can happen oh shit this is like heaven right now yeah sorry that's the uh, actual clip i'm gonna play you guys go ahead Kay. oh no problem there's nothing that can happen in the world that white people don't think they can white it up like if it happens they got to be there they you can't have jack shit because society has show has told white people my opinion is valid how i feel is valid everything about me is valid and everybody around me got to know and i'm gonna be loud and proud because nobody in my life has ever told me that my white ass opinion don't matter how dare you tell me my whiteness um don't matter how dare you tell me that uh you being in my presence is is, is a presence you know and is this one of those things where white people it's a shock to the white person's system if they uh have bought into the system because like i will continue to say that the system is doing what it's designed to do and most white people have fell into the system hook line and sinker so when you get a shock to your system like no i'm not feeling this system and i'm not feeling you they don't know how to respond so a lot of times they respond in anger they respond in shock they respond in harassing you they want to come and white explain it to you 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 wrong even though they've never lived a day uh, as a minority in their lives but they're gonna tell you how to live your life as a minority yeah also um 
they the tools that they have to discuss racism is from the perspective of the person that's in the majority so to them they equate like oh you don't want to be around white people well what's any difference between that and how white people don't want to be around black people so you trying to say that blah 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 you know what i'm saying like those things aren't the same. it's like how if you tell somebody that hbcu is a historically black college and it has mostly black people there white people immediately are like isn't that racist it's like no it's not the same the power structure is not the same also you can be white and go to the school so how is it racist to have an hbcu you know how is it racist to have a historical black fraternity you know these were spaces that were created because you wouldn't let us into places and now you're turning around and being mad that these places are flourishing it's kind of that same thing except this woman de-whitified her life and it's like how dare you reject us we're supposed to reject you it's that kind of feeling right because when we reject niggas and brown people and muslims that's fine and how you better not tell us you don't have a right to be here you better not tell us you know uh no we tell you you don't have the right to be here and we close the door on you how dare you cut the relationship off before we have a chance to turn around and call you a nigger nigger and even worse though is there's a lot of white people that i would consider they do get the point of racism like they're like no we should mix we should mingle i I teach my kids not to exclude black children and brown children and all this stuff right there's like there's liberal white people that i'm sure are offended by this woman saying i don't want white people in my life you know but they would you know because they because they they don't have the tools to truly effectively analyze this as a reaction to white supremacy they view it as oh so you a black supremacist you know as opposed to being like oh you don't want to deal with the stress of this it was it was adding up let me play this clip though um for everybody from white people in omaha it's very segregated it's um it can be very isolating if you're a person of color it's hard in nebraska because it's a red state and so you just don't know who you interact with on a daily basis if they believe that you're lesser if you're inferior and how that in turn can affect me She says the current political climate has only made these feelings worse. So she decided to go on a women of color healing retreat in Costa Rica. Hi, such beautiful smiles. (laughs) Thank you guys so much for coming. My blackness is bold. My blackness is uninhibited. My blackness is strength. The idea is simple. For 10 days, black women come together to eat vegan food, meditate, do yoga. The breath in is the reminder that we are safe. And to discuss the frustrations of being black in America. It's like a mental game all the time. And I'm in these spaces where, you know, constantly being poked and prodded. Oh, let me touch your hair. Oh, you're really pretty for a black girl. Black people don't exercise. Black people don't hike. People are automatically going to have this perception of me before I even open my mouth. So many people's ideologies are being validated that don't see us as human, that don't see us as people. This retreat is one of more than a dozen Black-owned travel groups, marketing trips specifically to people who look like Alexis. In the few years that most of these companies have been open, more and more clients are calling them up. At least five say they've seen a spike in interest coinciding with Trump's election. The idea of Black women reclaiming yeah that's i mean one that's that's hella dope you know it's kind of like the jamaican trip y'all took right and it's one of the things where going to jamaica the trip to jamaica and i've said it before and i will continue to say it again it changed my life and 
a lot of times particularly in america you can never get away from whiteness ever get away from whiteness and to actually be in a place where people look like you all shape sizes and colors and things like that people better realize one white person can alter the whole atmosphere like that's how powerful whiteness is one white person can enter a room and alter the entire atmosphere and that's hard for white people to understand that they have that type of a power because the second we get to talking about shit that you feel a certain way about or you don't feel like it's you you got to enter you can't just sit and listen like you can't just sit and just let blackness be you know it's very hard for white people in general and in mass to just let blackness be it's definitely a privileged thing because if you also notice there's no men on these retreats that matters too on the ones that she brought up you know Mm -hmm. so uh it had to specifically be for black women you know right right, because that's a specific type of group Mm -hmm. it's a minority within a minority Mm -hmm. and the thing is same thing one man affects the whole atmosphere like shit like that matters you know mm-hmm. all of a sudden now you gotta deal with the hashtag not all men and and, and and putting you know interjecting yourself or women feel like even if that man's not thinking about her women feel like they're being sexualized and all that stuff like a man can make a big difference like a white person can make a big difference versus you, if you're around just nothing but women there's a freedom there that's allowed you can talk about shit like babies and children and your mate and you can you know talk about shit like hair and hair products and you don't have to hear nobody huffing and puffing and hemming and hawing because the shit not centered around them or they're bored or they got to go do something else because they don't want to talk about the shit that y'all feel like talking about right right now and when you're dealing with people that uh is used to everything being centered around them all of a sudden nothing's being centered around them everybody don't respond well to that yes yeah, zero to 100 oh and white people was in her comments on instagram and mad saying oh it's reverse racism and shit like that. that's one 100 okay but zero for the retreat and right. it's one of the things where um even to go on the retreat is a privilege because it's a lot of black women that would love that may not be able to afford to go mm-hmm. so you know it's one of the things where you know the trips are fine but I, it wouldn't surprise me and i may not know what people are doing more stuff in a local community like up street and around the corner hey i might not be able to take a trip out but what i can do is go to an all black yoga class what i can do you know is is join certain things or go to a trap yoga you know or something like that like shit like that matters because i you know i do do yoga and you know not that yoga is all white but you know for me i was like oh yoga that's some white people shit because that's how it's all presented to you you know lemon lulu and all that shit white women in yoga pants and all that shit it's lululemon oh lululemon oh my bad mm-hmm. uh that's how it's presented you know them and their yoga mats and shit like that and and you know namaste you know what the fuck is all of this is happening you know it's it's very confusing to people who don't know nothing about the background and shit like that and you know and then a truth be told depend on your yoga instructor a lot of them aren't friendly you know it varies you know a lot of them don't give good instructions um and so it makes a a a difference and uh, sometimes you want to do it and you want to hear your type of music you know things that you can relate to and shit like that matters you know and it's not uh odd that it coincided with uh the election of 45 because 
people's stress levels went up and people had to it was a way for people to get away yeah i saw an article that said white women white people doing yoga in america or doing yoga in america is really a sign of white supremacy and all this stuff i didn't understand all the depths of it but um i think it was like one of those appropriation type arguments either way um i i, 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 I okay go ahead no go My, ahead I, I don't think it's white supremacy i think that uh i don't know the history of yoga so i'm gonna say that well okay so hand. before you even get ready to step on that landmine it's eastern uh in in origin and yeah, the way that you associated it with white women when you brought it up just now kind of does lend to the point that they have had some effect on it to in america to have almost separated it from its origins correct so i don't know that you could just dismiss it out of hand and be like it's uh no it's not white supremacy like i don't i don't know how the practice of it in america differs from the origins and and whatnot compared to you know the what it what it's supposed to be about i could i could I can understand uh that logic of thinking mm-hmm. um but like i said i'm speaking from an american so from an american it wasn't presented in me as this is something that brown people do right why did you think that though because of white people right i'm saying that's it that comes from somewhere the fact that it's not white white people didn't invent that shit no but they don't invent too much anything when it comes to the stuff like that they appropriate it but they don't invent it right so you know i could understand how someone came to that conclusion i'm not trying to say it's uh you know uh i don't know the answer to whether um it's cultural appropriation i don't you know i don't do that shit i don't know the you know but uh yeah claim uh claim yoga is an act of white supremacy uh savage by the internet according to this website another white people practicing yoga is racist and a tool for white supremacy so i don't know anyway um yeah I, the, the practice of yoga and things like that like like that doesn't bother me and i guess like i said the way it was presented to me probably did stem from some background or some connection to white supremacy because truth be told it shouldn't have been presented to me in that manner because white people didn't invent the shit yeah i just think if yoga is i don't know the origins of it so i just you know i'm not gonna say anything because right. i don't know the origins so, so i don't feel comfortable being like it's just that or the other i don't know you know it's kind of like how uh with rap you know rap is a thing that was invented by black people but it's a thing that spread around the world my worldview is not one where i look at other races and cultures rapping and, and i get mad but i know some right. black people that do and right, I don't that's their burden to deal with but for me i'm like oh beautiful this thing that was created has spread it's so powerful it's spread to other cultures and they can relate to this mm-hmm. and other people feel differently about that shit so yeah and I, and I guess i see it more like uh like that you know because from my understanding it's something that's supposed to be peaceful internal you know uh searching and things like that yeah, but you know then being one you, with yourself but then when you bring up lululemon and charging for classes and commercializing it and shit i mean who knows you know what i mean like who i just don't know the answers and i don't really want to get into the answers because i don't know and i'm fine with not knowing you know what i mean like mm-hmm. do you think everybody leave me out of it uh anyway i give it a hundred just for them fucking with her but i love the idea Yeah, and i still i love yoga like i really mm-hmm. do love yoga it's actually very helpful uh for people that want to meditate is actually a very very 
enjoyable and actually relaxing particularly if you sit all day it helps with stiffness Mm -hmm. helps with flexibility and things like that all right next one oh shanaka anderson how you a pastor in cursing be aware of problems we are definitely living in our last age well bitch let me tell you something you must be a bitch like Cheryl. yes i cuss i'm the cussing pastor while your motherfucking pastor ain't doing a goddamn thing I'm the cussing pastor that used my platform to raise $6,000 for this mother who was going through a plight while these other ignorant-ass, non-functioning-ass pastors wasn't doing a motherfucking thing in this city. Now, if that bothers you that I'm a cussing pastor, then get your motherfucking ass off my damn page. Plain and damn simple. See, I don't play. It's about being real. It's about the truth. And I don't give a damn what none of you bitches says and none of you whole-ass niggas either. It's about telling the truth just like it is. So, bitch, bye. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take you off the page so you don't have to worry about it. See, y'all be worried about the wrong thing. You curse. Yes, I curse. Hell, Jesus probably cursed. Jesus be sitting up in heaven looking at you ignorant-ass Negroes and saying, Damn, I made that fool. All right, zero to 100, Karen. Where did this come from? That is hilarious. That's the cousin pastor, Karen. Um, what would you give him for fucking with black people? Clearly, he's a black pastor. <laughs> uh, 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 uh. <laughs> I don't know. I, this is a tough one. You know, I'm mm-hmm. a, I'm gonna give him a zero because he did raise that money while mm-hmm. while them other folks were doing nothing. Why them bitch-ass pastors ain't do shit? Apparently not. I'm the one and only. I'm Thaddeus Matthews, talk show host extraordinaire, host of the Thaddeus Matthews TV show, and what has become probably the most controversial television talk show in America. I want to talk about who you call your chief apostle. I call... So he got one where he not cursing and one where he do be cursing. Also, he has a TV show? How so? On what channel? Probably YouTube. Hmm, I don't trust it. Anyway, uh, I get his custom pastor uh twenty five. He was yeah. calling people bitch. That's a little too much. Yeah, 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 but, yeah. Like I, but he did help that woman out, right? So like, yeah, I, yeah, I, 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 I do give him a twenty five because mm-hmm. you know it's one of those things where you do good work, but you're supposed to be reaching people too, right? You right. know, like, like not trying that. That's part of the calling and. You know, I understand that, you know, mm-hmm. Jesus may have, you know, preached to the to the to the bitch ass niggas and the hoes and shit, but you know, he wouldn't call them that though. That he might, wouldn't call them that. That might have been what he called the Romans. I don't know. Well that's different. Uh, forgive these bitch ass niggas for they know not what they punk ass do. Come on. Uh, <laughs> let the first motherfucker without sin cast <laughs> cast a goddamn rock. Okay? Let me bless this wine so these motherfuckers can get this party started right. <laughs> uh, wherever two or more, three motherfuckers are gathered. <laughs> Let them bitch ass niggas touch and agree. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> be like y'all motherfuckers ran out of fish i got it nigga judas you motherfucker you will betray me (laughs) uh some motherfucking silver 
uh rapper orders white people off of the stage uh, uh, uh because it's black history month <laughs> Video <laughs> for twenty, only a few more days, and y'all come back on stage. Video footage shows the moment a rapper ordered all the white party goers to leave the stage of a nightclub after telling them it's Black History Month. Cakes the Killer, real name Richard Bradshaw, made the demand ahead of a performance on a public podium at the New York City Club Night Battle Him Sunday, a uh, Saturday. A uh, clip for the incident, which took place shortly before he performed at the venue. Uh, shows cakes 27 shouting when i said it was black history month i mean like i need all you blacks on the stage shut the privilege at the door in the yeah. vi- in the video which was uploaded to youtube he continued i thought you guys had netflix you should know what's going on in the world <laughs> oh my god like honestly you had a whole world let me have my four minute song the eyewitness who was in the flash factory club told metro us that cakes was referring to a handful of men dancing on the podium at the time the onlooker said those spoken at subsequently got off and stood on the dance floor afterwards cake's friend philip henry took to twitter to praise him writing i'm gagged at cake's cake's the killer at battle him kicking all the white folks off the stage and saying only black people are allowed laugh my ass off paraphrasing what his friend said in a subsequent tweet teen vogue writer henry added it's black history month shout out to the three black people at this party that didn't come with me but also shout out to the white twinks and twinks adjacent laughing my ass off cake's performance at the popular night at the popular club was backed by respected dj honey dijon who has that sounds like something good to eat who has been vocal about the uh difficulties of being a black trans woman in the music industry Hmm. so cakes to kill the like get the fuck off the stage white folks it's time to turn up black history month black know, history right? uh zero to hundred uh, i'm not fucking with yeah that's a zero for me dog and they did it shout out to them white people way to take instructions right they said it was impossible but apparently they was wrong uh <laughs> they said white people will never listen to you rod well, guess what? Cakes to Killer out here giving them instructions and they ain't listening. Well, he is Cakes to Killer killing them cakes. Yeah, that's true. They was they were scared to get the cakes killed. I guess. Come on. Although that might mean something different. Uh, getting your cakes killed. Right. We might we might be we. This is our old cis uh, hetero uh, way of talking. We don't know. Right. I'm. So, I'm I apologize. It means something else. sexual battery case is rejected by district attorney's office for lack of evidence that's right guys it's time to take out the trash let's see who's being trashed today <laughs> uh yeah last month a source close to la county sheriff's department determined that tracy Burzdahl, uh who filed a sexually batter sexual battery complaint against the singer uh seal alleging he forced himself on her groped and tried to kiss her um uh, anyway last month that's when that happened but now they're mm-hmm. saying that they don't have a lack they have a lack of evidence and they can't corroborate the allegations in addition to that tmz reports that the statute of limitations were up as the actress claimed it happened a full year ago 
he of course maintains his innocence and as long as nobody else comes forward he'll probably be straight but that all happened because he was out here talking bad about oprah for taking picture with harvey weinstein and a woman came out and was like uh nigga didn't you just grope me last year the fuck you talking about me too uh gotta be careful with that me too shit you got something in your in your in your, in your closet over there motherfuckers getting super bold oprah winfrey removes russell simmons from her spirituality book oh shit yes right he was he was about to buy nbc uh yeah i guess you don't want to want to talk to you know talk to him in your book because you know you don't get questions about it speaking of which russell simmons allegedly flees to bali uh following sexual assault claims does bali have Mm -hmm. no extradition or something it wouldn't be surprising yeah apparently he is at a yoga retreat in bali called yoga barn a source said russell is focusing on yoga and meditation because yoga is just getting a bad rep today huh right except for them black women that went on that retreat everybody else just yoga just using yoga as a distraction Uh, yes they are as well as his spiritual and emotional health he has also been seen wearing robes and walking the streets and marcus in ubud ubud the yoga town in the jungle the source also added that simmons a longtime yoga practitioner has another book in the works focused on spirituality and healing but will not address the recent allegations of course not right uh chapter 13 <laughs> we do not tolerate sexual abuse sexual harassment said the official website but i mean they let them be there hello i mean how you gonna be at the retreat and let this nigga walk in the door that must have changed the whole mood it's not like he walked in there everybody was like oh russ what up baby it had to be like oh god oh god put cameras everywhere we just can't we yes we don't want any lawsuits let's uh keep a keep a person with him at all times uh over the a dozen women have um uh, uh accusations of rape and sexual misconduct against the def jam co-founder Ooh. mm-hmm um and it looks i don't know if this is i don't know if this is badly written or what but it's saying over a dozen women have insecures amanda seals and fashion pr rep maven kelly cutrone with accusations of rape and sexual misconduct so i don't know if they're saying those are two of his accusers or possibly i did not know amanda seals accused him of anything that is not that i don't believe her i'm just saying i didn't know Mm mm-hmm He's even been investigated by the NYPD over two of the claims. Uh, he stepped down from all his businesses in December and rededicated himself to spiritual learning. Mm. Learned to keep his hands to himself. Model Kate, Up- Kate Upton shares details of alleged harassment by guest co-founder. We can't see it. Uh, you want to see... What exactly do you want to see? Just white people be white. This is not white people news, Karen. This is take out the trash. It's about people getting sexually assaulted and shit oh but say, this is not her golden tresses fell over her shoulders is what what is happening oh what are you doing over there nothing you know what this show is <laughs> yes what's going, what's going on today i'm good because <laughs> you're talking about white people doing white people shit I don't care. that's all you I just thinking. tuned out because <laughs> i said a white person's name karen that is that is ridiculous amanda seals isn't even white this is not white people news i know you don't know who all these people are no but that's no excuse to, to then relegate them to white people news this is nothing light and fun and airy about this shit it's all 
horrible men abusing people oh trash <sighs> oh, i'm trying to take that trash already i'm sorry come on man anyway kate upton who is super white and uh anyway she accused the guest co-founder paul marciano of um sexual harassment saying i'm not gonna let him intimidate me anymore she first made the claims january 31st in a tweet that said it's disappointing that such an iconic woman's brand at gas is still empowering paul marciano as their creative director hashtag me too uh she also shared the same message on instagram writing he shouldn't be allowed to use his power in the industry to sexually and emotionally harass women hashtag me too um his, uh, marciano sent a statement to tmz saying this accusation is false i've never touched kate upton i've never been alone with kate upton i've never acted inappropriately towards her on wednesday the 25 year old model gave a powerful interview to time revealing abusive treatment from the fashion mogul starting from when she was 18 Ooh. in a statement to time however marciano denied the allegations i've never been alone with kate upton i never touched her inappropriately nor would i ever refer to a guest model in such a derogatory manner uh marciano did said i fully support the me too movement at the same time i will not allow others to defame and tarnish my re- uh, reputation i have pledged to guests and this board directors my full support and cooperation with a fair and impartial investigation in the time interview upton described her first day of work in july 2010 for a guest lingerie campaign lingerie campaign paul marciano said he wanted to meet with me he she said as soon as i walked in with the photographer you sigh paul came straight up to me forcibly grabbed my breasts started feeling them started playing with them and actually after i pushed them away he said i'm making sure they're real with a photographer right now yep upon continued uh upton continued uh despite doing everything i could physically do to avoid his touch throughout the evening um he continued to touch me in a very dominating aggressive way grabbing my thighs my arms pulling me closer my shoulders to pull me closer my neck my breasts and smelling me he then told you side to leave us alone i was able to send a quick text to you side asking him to stay he did but that did not stop paul's constant grabbing i was extremely shaken surprised and scared at one point he forcibly grabbed the back of my head so that i could not move and started kissing my face and my neck i remember not wanting to say get off me because i didn't want to open my mouth to say anything because i didn't want him to be able to put his tongue in my mouth i had two options do everything i could to wiggle away to avoid his pursuit or punch the ceo of guests so i decided to just wiggle away upton described how marciano insisted on walking her to her hotel room but the photographer intervened i was so relieved and i felt like he had like i had barely escaped a month later upton accepted another guest shoot and once in her hotel room marciano said uh, she said he called him called her several times asking to visit after several denials i just turned off my phone and locked the door and tried to get some sleep i was terrified all i could think was he is gonna be able to get into my room right. it would not be good right the following day she said she was fired from the shoot someone had called my agency to say i had gotten fat and would not be needed on set that day i was devastated especially because at this point no one from guests had even had even seen me still guests continued offering upton work and she agreed asking a photographer friend to intervene she came up with a plan that anytime paul invites himself to my room i would text you side to be there so that i was never alone in the room with him i was still very nervous and scared because clearly paul was comfortable touching me in front of him right. but you side assured me that he would look out for me so that's what we did she also suggested marciano play mind games offering her work but not booking her to the last minute it made me feel that i was cut if i cut off communication with him i wouldn't be booked again right paul's texting increased increased telling me how excited he was to see me he wanted me to change in front of him so he could see my naked body getting into his clothes he asked if i thought of him when i was posing sexy on the set 
if this is an investigation it will be pretty easy to solve if he was texting she can just pull up the screenshots and that'll be the end of that she added all the language he used is extremely dominant and possessive at one point to avoid paul coming to set i told him any that my boyfriend was going to be there he was absolutely furious at that it was an emotional non-stop battle of battle of gangs power struggle and creative avoidance tactics at the side was fired marciano retaliated says upton that's that's when i worked with photographer ellie ellen von unworth paul's behavior became much more aggressive without you there as a buffer my denials to paul had to be more direct and then i was told the morning of the shoot i was not needed on set and was fired again her final guest shoot took place uh during which she alleged marciano called her disgusting and spread rumors that she was drinking on set which upton denied she said i was then told to leave by paul uh he had said get that fat pig off my set the model went to work for sports illustrated 2012 guests reached out with a four hundred thousand dollar gig the company's highest offer ever says upton which she cautiously accepted then refused at the last minute i don't blame her the supermodel says her experience with marciano affected her self-esteem i constantly blame myself after it happened what am i doing it to invite someone treat me to treat me like that or to grab me like that i wondered if i was some if it was how i was presenting myself if i what i was wearing i started slumping my shoulders to hide my breast size mm-hmm. wearing baggy clothes right started despising my own body a lot of women do that a lot of women do that at very 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 young age particularly heavy chested girls or girls that develop really early even it's even grown women that like slump their shoulders and shit they don't stand up properly um she continued i'm sick of being silenced and expected to sweep everything under the rug i'm sick of being expected to laugh off these aggressive advances and accept the power imbalance that exists i'm sick of being expected to endure all this while being polite and professional through it all paul used to have power use his power to make me feel insecure and powerless but i'm not going to let him intimidate me anymore these men think they are untouchable but times are changing now let me talk about how i feel as a black person reading this number one i completely believe her i do too i don't blame her at all for even accepting the gigs Mm-mm. uh all that so i saw people trying to like low-key victim Mm-mm. blame like why'd you take the job niggas gotta eat right. and i understand i do i understand not everything is so fucking ideal that your bills are gonna get paid and your principal's gonna get upheld and it, essentially this dude was a pest and she felt that she had come up with some strategies to deal with him but it doesn't mean she wasn't emotionally scarred and it doesn't mean he probably wasn't doing that shit to many other women right i don't believe him when he says i, I never i was never alone with her shit it, yeah you were never alone by design because she never let you be alone with her correct she never once accused him of being alone with her she said you did this shit in front of people i believe it that industry the way they treat women's bodies the way they talk about people the fact that kate upton is was at the time considered a non-traditional model because she's about 10 pounds heavier than the fucking 98 pound models come on um so all that shit to say i absolutely support this woman but i ain't forgot when she was on twitter talking about how black athletes need to not take a knee during the national anthem and she was acting like she was fucking offended i haven't forgotten that so especially when i'm reading the sentence i'm sick of being silenced and expected to sweep everything under the rug i'm sick of being expected to laugh off these aggressive advances and accept the power imbalances that exist i'm sick of being expected to endure all of this while being polite and professional through it all where the fuck is my apology dog where the fuck are the miami dolphins players apologies where's kaepernick's apology you think because the fucking anthem is playing and a flag is up is different 
the fuck do you think the core of that fucking problem of the of that protest was about so other people sick and tired of being silenced too and expected to be professional through it all you know you got an owner calling motherfucking inmates you know what i mean they but they wrong to kneel you know what i mean like it's it's just funny to me because all this shit is interrelated and flows from the same place but these fucking hashtag white feminist tm stay fucking up the cornflakes dog every time they stay just pouring water in the cornflakes dog you are not contributing anything with this bullshit when it's your time to speak out everybody gotta line up me too that's why people low-key that's why a lot of people don't fuck with this me too shit Mm -hmm. and it's not and i'm I'm not one of those people i support it but it's Mm -hmm. what what low-key is a lot of people that are just kind of jealous and upset and wary because they know that the second that this shit helps white women they are going to say fuck everybody that's not a white woman when it comes to lgbtq people that are experiencing discrimination when it comes to people of color experiencing discrimination when it comes to uh, just other women that are not white women experiencing discrimination they are quick to say nothing you know what i'm saying when it's lapita nyango on that screen nothing when it's tessa thompson when it's fucking um uh, uh i forget her first name but paranoid's daughter harold paranoid's daughter when it's when it's somebody else they quick to be like nah i mean i don't have nothing that has nothing to do with me you know it's that kind of shit that that bothers the fuck out of me so yeah I, sorry it happened to k upton and i hope that they fire that nigga or whatever and she gets justice in the way that she deems fit and i'm glad she found her voice to speak out but to use that same voice to silence black people that were like yo this racism shit is fucked up you're fucked up for that and 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 i and i know and it's it's white privilege is so good this will never be brought up to her face nope. ever there will never be an interview where someone has a fucking courage to be like so what about that time and don't you see how that's the same never that's the space we exist in so anyway i hate to get mad at her during the mm-hmm. thing where she's that's valid it's valid though but yeah aurora parno yeah that's her name sorry about that but <sighs> i read that shit i was furious when i read that shit i was like i was just reading it's like spider-man pointing at spider-man i was just reading this shit like but you said you you was like just just take it the, bring it up at a different time what the fuck do you mean bring it up at a different time it's happening now this is my time nobody gonna care and bring it up at a time when nobody cares fuck you right (laughs) the judge who sentenced brock turner to jail i mean to well to not jail what was it three months in jail two months in jail for for a rape that he was found guilty of because he didn't want to ruin his life um yeah well apparently he is going to face a recall in june what is that voters in california santa clara county will decide this this summer whether or not to recall the judge who sentenced brock turner to six months in jail for sexually assaulting an unconscious woman outside of fraternity party yeah didn't he get caught in the act yes in the act uh and then the lawyer argued a bunch of bullshit um a board of supervisors on tuesday ordered santa clara superior court judge aaron persky's recall to be placed on the june 5th ballot after a petition called for his removal and it gathered ninety-five thousand uh signatures which made it eligible for a vote good i hope they recall his ass right he knew better than to do that bullshit that's part of the problem is you got people like him within the system looking out to make sure rape culture continues to prosper because they're more worried about what's gonna happen to this poor rapist boy than anything involving the person that uh he attacked 
right um let's see what else happened uh oh <laughs> remember that dude from the grammy cells <laughs> he was like the fucking um neil port now uh he's a recording academy president and they asked him like what happened with all the women not getting a lot of nominations mm-hmm. this year he and said he that like, stupid shit he's like women need to step their game up ha 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 the grammys announced a biased task force after his president says women need to step up they already <laughs> established an independent task force to review every aspect of what we do as an organization and identify where we can do more to overcome explicit barriers and unconscious biases that impede female advancement in the music community right. me too hey me too time's up they not fucking around with y'all nigga. right don't say dumb g he didn't have to say that he really did not have to, even if he felt that way mm. he didn't have to say it. it's it's fucked up either way it go just don't say that shit out loud oh my god that's hilarious they be coming out to that grip boy they like what the, oh what he say what he say okay because yeah, okay because to an extent they tired like pe- pe- mm-hmm. like pe- people in privilege federalize the other people minority people women like we tired we're like oh no motherfucker we know how this goes no what you're not gonna do is this yeah i i mean it's funny because people keep going the me too movement is gonna die because of the momentum and stuff and i'm like yo it might die because there is a lot of more people that don't want to face this shit and once it gets to their faves they want to relax and chill right but the one thing that i that could possibly keep the me too move going me too movement going is uh men saying stupid shit we will oh, never they, they will you, y'all will always say dumb shit <laughs> we like, will never run out of niggas saying stupid shit ever run to out piss of people off again Mm-mm, never 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 <laughs> like every time it looks like well you know what maybe the move is finally over it looks like it didn't get a foothold it's just somebody coming out be like, like oh my be i got some shit to say today <laughs> right i don't know what these bitches is mad about says president of the oscars like oh, oh. no they'll be like they, we almost ushered the last one at the door damn it <laughs> if she wants to win an award maybe pull them titties out like oh I no i know you gotta stay home and have them babies um if you're gonna talk to talk you better walk the walk or the internet will be coming at you nina dobrev is the latest celebrity to be taking a task for her so-called hypocritical support of times up the vampire diaries, act- diaries actress has been a prominent uh supporter of the movement she even borrowed the organization's logo for her instagram and twitter profile follow- photos so people were uncomfortable to see uh her alongside that logo a photo of her fangirling out next to Do- johnny depp yeah that's what we call our own goal so we call our own goal let's yeah, say uh that's, that's that's not good enough <laughs> yeah he got that movie the beast of the wild whatever two coming out and mm-hmm. people are like ask them and they was you know the author was saying dumb shit she's a female saying dumb shit too and it's like yeah I, I i mean have you been paying any attention to what's been happening yeah i don't know how you fucked that one i was rooting for you we were all rooting for you how dare you how dare you i don't know how you fucked that one up she since deleted a series of, of shots but of course they live on in the internet yeah they do and it's all pictures of her standing next to johnny depp just like oh my gosh johnny depp uh johnny and his hollywood vampires the 29 year old actress uh captioned the series of pics which was then uh which were taken at stephen tyler's inaugural janie fun grammy's viewing party in la on sunday that was wearing a hollywood vampires jacket 
it's the name of his supergroup. Also includes Alice Cooper and Joe Perry. The Jadings Fund event where several other people took selfies with Depp raised two point four million for abused and neglected girls. Depp, 54, was accused of committing domestic violence against his now ex-wife Amber Heard in 2016. Although there were photos of restraining order of several people corroborating her claims, including Depp's former business managers and court documents, and reportedly his personal assistant, he was not prosecuted. Prosecuted. The couple ultimately settled their divorce and a lot of legal rigmarole. The restraining order was dropped. Heard was awarded seven million, which she announced would be divided among charities with a focus to stop violence against women. This all took place before the Harry Weinstein stuff, but these photos was not that long ago, so she knew all this shit. Um, yeah, people on Twitter was going in on a look at your profile icon, look at this photo with this man. It practically goes against what you believe about feminism. Nina Dobrev enjoying her time with Johnny Depp while being a part of the Times Up movement just goes to show you how hypocritical and two-faced Hollywood actually is. Yep, yep. Um, she seemed embarrassed by her own gaffe or just didn't want to deal and wiped her social media accounts clean of the snap which also included her hairstylist and friend riona riona capri but uh she was also she has also received a lot of support from her fans on the matter who called it bullying they also called out the many people who liked the photos before they were put that pushed down you know it's weird because like um on the one hand i don't know that you fangirling over johnny depp necessarily is gonna stop the times up movement or is i think we can exist in a space where you might fangirl out over this nigga's art and for a second forget that oh yeah that's right he's a piece of shit Mm -hmm. um and i think that's a human thing that can happen to a lot of people correct you know i'm sure there's people always do that thing that i talk about my problematic phase and then at the same time they say everybody's problematic so it's like which is it but you know people have their faves i'm sure if i met fucking dave chappelle i'd be like oh my god it's dave chappelle but at the same time i would recognize that you know i don't really support his jokes about trans people either mm-hmm. you know what i mean so like i'm gonna i'm gonna say no harm no foul here for me i'm not mad at her at all i just she deleted the shit because obviously it was a bad look right. and um you know and i still understand how she might feel it that's the conflict that's the that's the problem with all this shit is that these people are talented and they're artists and and they're renowned for this shit and that's why they get the power to be abusive is because they are issued these passes but i don't think her fangirling is the systemic pass that has enabled johnny depp to be abusive and get away with it to his ex-wife so correct i would not try to elevate it to the same but i do understand that it's it's a bad look and you know like i wouldn't want to be in that picture if i was her Mm -mm. so uh anyway agreed she could have fake not liked him i guess i would (laughs) have took one picture like middle finger behind him and shit and be like did y'all get that one though (laughs) i mean yeah yes i i was i was fangirling out but you didn't see the one next while i was behind him middle finger (laughs) to the camera like fuck this nigga how about that uh, <laughs> that's what i gotta do if i meet dave chappelle i'll take one picture like oh nigga dave chappelle a legend an icon then the next picture gonna be me with two middle fingers like man fuck dave chappelle bitch ass nigga and i'm gonna send out both the 
really mm-hmm. throw the timeline in the chaos <laughs> oh lord I don't, don't do that don't do that I, no, that shit no. would successfully piss off everybody don't do <laughs> that no that shit would piss off the defenders and the stands they'd be like which nobody know it? how to respond to you which is it this nigga is mad as hell uh all right um what's another one uh no nah, let's just move into something more fun okay i know we're getting uh getting close to the end anyway um <clears throat> no actually no we'll do a couple more of these because we got to clear these up okay we already talked about that teenager <laughs> who got sexually assaulted by the two police officers and the police officer defense was uh what she wanted it <laughs> right um married ceo of the humane society of the united states is being investigated for sexually harassing female staffers not the humane society damn uh yeah apparently uh wayne Passell is the ceo and he's married um and there's investigations uh against him eric bernthal chair of the humane society's board of directors has confirmed investigation in the press release last week stating a prominent prominent animal right okay i thought it was animal i was like i I think this sound like some peter stuff he was an animal all right uh the prominent animal rights advocacy group in december hired washington dc based law firm morgan lewis to work into to look into a workplace misconduct complaints against purcell a special committee of the board has been formed to oversee the investigation and review its findings according to bernthal the board of directors has no information that can be shared regarding the investigations its findings on board or board actions at this time you you know what this shows Mm -hmm. he had more respect for the animals than the women right he then went on to say we believe it is important to deal in substance and not rumors and our process is designed to ensure confidentiality and fair consideration of these issues um the washington post reported on monday cited interviews with two sources familiar with the matter and an internal uh humane society memo that three complaints have been lodged against him he's 54 um according to the report uh the humane society offered settlements to three other staff members who claim they had been retaliated against for sounding the alarm about the ceo's behavior towards female employees mm-hmm. that's that don't sound good mm-hmm. and money already changed hands so y'all knew mm-hmm. three Purcell categorically denied all of the allegations against him, claiming they were part of a so-called coordinated attempt to attack him in the Humane Society. Ain't that amazing? Oh, so these, oh, so these women, oh, so these bitches don't like bitches now? What's happening here? Y'all know how, y'all know how people just be wanting to take down the Humane Society for years. I mean, we, I mean, we are all about taking down the canines. Right. Several high-ranking female executives at the Humane Society had warned Purcell that his affairs with colleagues, volunteers, and donors could hurt the charity, and that the CEO oh, shit. volunteers and do- shit, he put this dick in everything. What's happening here? Everything but the pets. The CEO reassured everything him. Everything but the pets. Reassured them while not directly addressing the allegation that he had changed his ways. In his interview with the Post on Monday, he denied ever receiving a warning. So somebody lying. Somebody lying uh purcell has stood at the helm of a prominent non-profit organization since 2004 in 2013 he married television journalist lisa fletcher who currently works at the station wjla in washington dc where the humane society is headquartered and this nigga still cheating you only been married four years five years bro couldn't damn according to the irs uh he drew a salary of three hundred eighty thousand dollars in 2016 the earliest of the three complaints 
dates back to 2005 when the humane society intern claimed the ceo asked her to meet him at a coffee shop where he pulled her to him began slow dancing with her and then planning to kiss on her without the woman's consent at the coffee shop we i just came to get me a frappe and we ended up with this no thank you i'm an intern bro an intern what are you doing right an intern 2006 i'm supposed to be stamping you know staping them papers and doing the other shit y'all don't want to do what are we talking about here yeah what they say he was 57 or something shit is that right oh that we granddaddy like so you were 51 just making youthful mistakes like trying to kiss Kid, uh, kids forever you know what i mean like 54 he's 54 so he was i don't want to grow up i'm a kid he's like a 45 year old man out here just just being the kid just doing his thing um yeah uh that's wild um uh, another former subordinate um oh wait another employee said that uh in 2006 she and him were on a business trip together when he asked her to drop by his hotel room when she arrived he allegedly inquired if she would pleasure her if he could pleasure himself in front of her and asked her to undress and offer to perform oral sex on her when she refuses advances he allegedly warned the woman if she told anyone it would destroy the humane society and lead to her firing keep in mind these things have been it sounds like these things these accusations have been around for a while mm-hmm. so they they yeah, paid I these guess, women off and yeah. then didn't do anything Mm-mm, the humane society ain't that humane is it Mm-mm. sound like the inhumane society to me come on when it comes to people now them animals is good but them people mm-mm. they really put the man society in humane society uh <laughs> when uh uh, uh da, da, da. another former subordinate who joined the charity in 2012 reportedly told investigators that she was working in her office late one night when Purcell walked in and began salsa dance and then invited her to join him Purcell told the paper that he never invited his subordinate to the hotel in 2006 a claim she had remained with the charity for the next eight years during which time she never brought up any allegations of harassment regarding the salsa dancing episode the ceo said he was having a conversation with the woman and it turned into that Mm-mm. <clears throat> you ever just be talking to your boss and they just spontaneously start salsa dancing all we supposed to be talking about a tps report mm-hmm. numbers credits debits hey i just came in to check uh uh Do numbers on the spreadsheet i just i just came to check on uh check on you and see what was going on uh real quick and uh how work was going in here Duh! what the fuck is this oh i'm sorry i thought we needed to start dirty dancing real quick no, no um I, I, i'm just I'm, in your I'm, office to check on these reports but uh yeah i'm 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 trying to get the reports done i know you can feel this music baby no 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 thank you no now grind on my leg I, i'm not i don't nope no thank you nobody puts baby in the corner okay ah! and baby is what i call my penis <laughs> Like what the fuck? How you spontaneously break out in the salsa jazz? Right, <laughs> nigga. What? What the fuck is this? We got deadlines and shit, and you want a salsa dance? Get out of here! Here's my favorite part of this. He could have just, if you gonna lie, he could have just said it that did didn't happen. Ha- right? That's insane. Why would a fucking CEO of a company walk up to an employee who's alone? in her office and start salsa dancing do you know how crazy you sound guys that's not even normal he admitted this shit happened right but because he got a weird pervert fucking mind he was like i can't 
i i want to admit the salsa dancing with i so i walked in and we had a conversation and suddenly out of nowhere hey girl how you doing yes let me spin you around girl hey you know you like this i just started I, my hip started wiggling and i couldn't help myself i know right <laughs> I know we had to almost at the right. Get out of here, dog! <laughs> it turned into that. I never been nowhere where we randomly bust out in the salsa dance. You can't even tell your wife that, right? What? Uh, uh, and y'all went at a party. What's happening here? Yeah, uh, Latoya called up here and said that you walked in on uh, in the house and started salsa dancing. I don't know what's going on oh baby we was just talking. It just turned into that. You know how it is. It's no, I don't know. Sometimes how it, it is. just. Sometimes you just say, hey, Latoya, how you doing? And, we saw the and next thing you know, you're dirty dancing. <laughs> you just can't help yourself. You can't help yourself. Oh, my Your God. hands is all over them, and you're, and you're moving body to body. Get the fuck out of my face. All right. right go to the next session. Lying ass nigga. God, even his lie was stupid. Right. He did that shit. <laughs> Whatever he said, he did. He, he did, did it. it. All the shit they talking about, he did all of it. <laughs> For the fact he wouldn't smart enough to be like, I didn't do that shit. Guilty as hell. Come on. Guilty ass nigga. Nah, baby. I, it just turned into that, your honor. Um, according to the internal memory review by the post, investigators also learned that Purcell had a sexual relationship with a subordinate and exchanged more than a hundred emails with her. More than a hundred emails with her the ceo alleged alleged lover told the lawyers that after their breakup she became fearful um of him who she described as abusive and controlling purcell however denied ever having a tryst with a subordinate yeah i think these niggas that fuck with these subordinates do be mad abusive because the power dynamics of the relationship is fucked up from jump right i control your paycheck that ain't right you know what i mean how you gonna break up with me well like <laughs> what if i take it personal and i control your job come on investigators have interviewed 33 staffers some of whom claim the workers that thought they had to have sex with the ceo to get ahead because of the power dynamic but i'm sure tavis smiley would say what's wrong with fucking people at work where else i'm supposed to fuck them we can't fuck people at work i mean what's next mm. <laughs> what's next dog we're not gonna be able to fuck people at you know at schools or you know, well, I mean, if we can't fuck them at work, guys, can, where, where can we fuck them? Where? Um, you gonna have to make me go out and meet a person or some weird shit like that. I mean, that's I, what y'all into? I, I mean, if you can't go to Bella Noches, where can you go? <laughs> I'm gonna have to get a damn app or something. I had to go to a bar. Nah, nah, I can just go to the break room. You trying to make me work. I can go over here by the warm copier. We ain't trying to do nothing, nothing strenuous. Let me tell you something. If you are the boss and you're fucking people at work, you probably do feel like it goes out of your way to try to meet somebody on equal playing terms. Cause it's like shooting fish in a barrel. If I don't know if my employment is attached to this shit, I can't even turn you down good. I'm like, hey, man, this nigga don't want him to get too mad and fire me and fuck up my raise come on and that's if i don't you know like if i don't go through with it i still gotta worry about retaliation you know right. one employee said she received a settlement after she claimed that her career suffered because she complained about his alleged office girlfriend being assigned to her team even though she was unqualified so he was allegedly moving people up because they fucked him and then that undermines every woman at the job mm-hmm. right nobody knows that they're getting shit 
because they're good or just they fucked wayne or whatever and people will eventually find out they'll be like especially if your credentials don't match your raise or somebody's been there for a long time and they're going well you know i kind of you know because you know your co-workers about you go oh how did you get over me and i've been here longer and you don't know how to do the job like i've seen that happen before but you been like, how the fuck did you get this job and two other staffers were handled handed settlements settlements what's wrong with my mouth today were handed settlements after they accused him of terminating them as a pay as payback for speaking out mm-hmm. about his indiscretions right which is just textbook like we trying to lose this court case a hundred percent mm-mm-mm charlie walker fox's the four is accused of sexual misconduct not at fox no not the mm-hmm. fine upstanding gentleman over at fox fox the tv station not the news oh my bad not i just fox hear fox news. my bad uh anyway um dj Khaled and puff daddy is on that show oh that singing show yep i haven't seen it but i heard good things about it well i've heard good things that it's all come from ray Sani, who apparently supports uh this dude out here sexually harassing people no no problematic no, faith no no Shani, no ray gonna be taking pictures with uh johnny depp in la next don't you do it don't you do it a former employee has accused the four judge uh charlie walk of sexual misconduct tristan cooperman said walk the republic records group president made me feel sick to my stomach almost every day when she worked for him at sony's division years ago hmm. for a year i shuddered at the idea of being called into your office where you would stealthily close the door and make lewd comments about my body and share your fantasies of having sex with me i was 27 she said the abuse also was physical there was an advantage of swank pad when you uh actually cornered me and pushed me into your bedroom and onto your bed the bed you shared with your wife your wife who was in the room next door you being drunk and me being six inches taller was my saving grace walk told entertainment tonight the allegation was from more than a decade ago and was false he said he has consistently been a supporter of the women's movement neither walk nor cooperman uh, immediately responded to her post request for comment i guess everybody's supported the movement when they get accused right i'll be wanting to know these niggas work before they get accused though. right i, I want to you know i want to do these people support it or do they say anything prior to being accused right that's what i'm saying like what can we go okay. back in, a month ago when you was like i love me too i support it i would never you know i wonder how that works anyway mm-hmm. uh the accusation pointed out uh emerges at a critical time uh for the four the singing talent show on fox that premiered january 4th the grand prize is a recorded contract with republic which walk runs well hopefully a dude wins right i mean if this is the one kind we got to root for a man uh the show begins its final round of taping this week uh we have only recently learned these past allegations regarding mr walk fox said in a statement we're currently reviewing this matter and are committed to fostering a safe environment on all our shows what do you what do you do there i mean i guess you gotta fire him now or something or fire him after the season or something i don't know how you deal with that one but mm-hmm. i don't and I, I guess there's only one accusation so you could pull the uh the typical you know it's one accusation so we're not gonna do shit yet right wait till the season ended but i owe this nigga gotta go it's pretty much what everybody does after one you gotta you basically gotta get multiples which is sad but that's the truth which is sad because one is enough but you know everybody don't function like that that's the truth man you gotta get one and one or nobody gonna believe it 
uh nobody talks about that i feel bad for women that come forward and they are telling the truth but they find out basically i'm the only victim and then everybody's like well nothing we can do about this you know he helped holly berry and taraji p henson to stardom now nine minority women are accusing him of sexual harassment uh tamika lamison was a 27 year old stage actress living in new york city in june 1996 when she stepped into hollywood manager vincent saracionis i think that's how you pronounce it saracionis uh hotel suite excited by the unexpected opportunity to audition for the man behind holly berry's rise of stardom lamison said she had been introduced to him previous night by one of the clients at the tony awards dinner soon after her arrival at the hotel his phone rang it was holly berry he put the famous actress on speaker as lamison listened in silently and all thinking that perhaps uh Sericioni, uh could steer her own acting career to hollywood success in the industry with few leading roles for african-american actresses like her when the call ended he began reciting a poem she had written midway through a performance she she said uh oh she began uh reciting a poem she had written midway through the performance he grabbed her and started kissing her sticking his tongue in her mouth she said she told her that he could he could he told her that he could take her on as a client on the condition that she, he would get to see her for sex whenever he wanted she said she pushed him away and left Levinson is among nine women, eight African Americans, and one Asian American, who uh, have told the Washington Post that Sericioni made unwanted sexual advances towards them over a period of two decades. Several said they viewed him, who Sericioni, who was white, as an important gatekeeper for black actresses in an industry notoriously difficult to break into. Mm-hmm. So he used a desperation against them. Mm-hmm. One whose path is even more narrow for minorities. Uh, they said he took advantage of that dynamic to prey upon young women of color, seeking entry into Hollywood. Three of the women say he pushed them for sex as a condition of representing them and that he did not take them on when they refused. A fourth said he offered to help advance her career if she agreed to have sex with him monthly. A fifth actress said he masturbated in front of her in his office during the years he managed her. Oh. I still don't understand that one and I just will never will because I'm not that kind of person like you gotta be that kind of person to understand mm-hmm. that's one I don't understand like that's such a power trip thing it has to be about power just Got to be to like be. you gonna stand here and watch dick, yeah you can't not watch or else I'm not gonna help you you know the post interviewed each of the women separately multiple times over the three month period as well as friends family members and others in whom the women said they can find aspects of their interactions with the sericioni the earliest allegations of inappropriate conduct was in 1993 the most recent 2011 he said in the statement he was accepts responsibility for pursuing sexual relationship but denies the allegations that he sought sexual favors in exchange for representing actresses you did that shit also that feels like what you have to say legally because of something with your agent job you know what i'm saying like like a lot of these niggas go up to the line of apologizing and they stop just right short of like and i would lose my license or and i you know what i'm saying it's like well i yes i tried to fuck these women but no i didn't say it was for the work i said i would just fuck you you know my bad i guess i misunderstood nine different times with nine women that y'all know about that y'all know about 
we live in a time where men are being confronted with a very real opportunity to take responsibility for their actions i support this movement wholeheartedly i have had female clients and employees my entire career in this industry i've built a reputation for advancing the careers of women of color he said i've had affairs while in committed relationships ones i'm now ashamed of saying are coming to light and shading my past and my reputation i can say without a doubt that i've never used favor sexual or otherwise as a reason for managing anyone i want to make it clear that not one of these relationships were anything but consensual i take responsibility for my to me that just says there were some women that accepted his his offers correct that's how i feel about that because i didn't have a choice right there's some women that felt like i didn't have a choice so let me do this um and accepted his offer and then he's turned into we had several consensual affairs is it consensual if i'm you know you stick your tongue down my throat and be like i ain't gonna represent you unless you fuck me you know that ain't exactly you know anyway um uh he says i want to make it clear that not one of you i take responsibility for my partner's situation i'm not here to diminish anyone's feelings or experiences i apologize to these women my past and present partner my clients and employees for the pain this is bringing them i was under an impression i was living my life as a supportive man to women is with a heavy heart (laughs) fuck out of my face fuck out of my face what are you talking about i don't believe you like that's like yeah you know we have a lot of women guests on the podcast and you know i really support women i i just i guess i was just confused when i tried to fuck them all and said if they didn't do it i wouldn't put them on the show i guess i was just confused guys you know how you get a little confused did you do this with any men you represented no just never came up coincidentally just maybe i don't know I, I, your guess is as good as mine why no man has ever accused me of this but only these attractive women of color that were trying to get my help only those women are the only ones with problems nobody else um yeah um why uh, not the nine women distinguish his behavior from harvey weinstein's which include accusations of rape that the hollywood titan that has denied none of none have criminal allegations against him or sought legal recourse six did not want their names published out of concern for their families relationships in the industry some have friends who continue to be represented by him yeah uh here's the thing about that though them not pursuing legal recourse is not really what distinguished him from weinstein Mm -mm. some of a lot of the shit weinstein did was exactly this shit Mm -hmm. what are you talking about oh it's different because they didn't go to the to the police they won't even let you use their names in the paper dog because this is the thin line that women of color have in the fucking industry they don't even have the foothold to do what the women did with weinstein because right. those women are established fucking career stars dog like they're not gonna lose no money many of those white women can fall back on like hey i'm going to paltrow fuck this nigga and y'all better come ride with me because i'm somebody you know he knew not he didn't either he didn't do this with holly berry and taraji or and, and he used them as pawns to be like but look i got their careers off the ground like either he or he did and they just ain't talking about it either way right. either way the whole nigga is suspect and it is the same as harvey weinstein and <laughs> yeah just he didn't get he didn't the police didn't call so i guess it's different man would you feel comfortable in the room with that motherfucker then it's the same anyway um all of the women say they saw his representation because he, he boosted the careers of holly berry and taraji p hansen um and both of them have come out and you know of course disavowed this dude and been like yo i didn't know that um and i feel horrible that he used me 
um and my name and my likeness right. rights so yeah it's a very long read in the uh, washington post but <sighs> motherfucker man niggas ain't shit man come on um the senior white house official resigned at this xy's allegations of abuse uh the entire white house is mishandling the fuck out of this so mm-hmm. people ain't got proper clearance like i don't know what the fuck is happening that i'm sure you can get the details of that story somewhere else it's everywhere and i'm sick of that fucking everywhere, story everywhere i'm not even reading those articles and i'm mm-hmm. sick of that fucking story um house uh the house explicitly banned sexual relationships between lawmakers and staffers you think that they would have already done that but i guess after you pay a few million dollars worth of lawsuits out settlements, i guess the me too movement is finally giving them the backbone they need like don't fuck them you have power over them don't have sex with them no you can't have a relationship it's like you gotta hit them with a newspaper in the nose like that didn't seem inappropriate government employees to be fucking your staffers they didn't feel like that was wrong at no point nobody said we should probably not allow that all right let's 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 get into a guest race now that it's time for some guest race that's right it's guest race time now that it's time for some guest race that's right it's guest race time Ba-dum-bum. that's right it's time for guest the race the number one game show going across all the podcasts and we read to play news articles from all over the globe and we ask our contestants today karen in the chat room to guess the race and they all are racist all right um a mega church pastor has been accused of sucking the community dry after photos emerge of his two hundred and thirty thousand dollar bentley dr william h curtis the pastor at mount ararat baptist church in pittsburgh is facing some blowback after photos posted online revealed that he is now driving a two hundred and thirty thousand dollar bentley batalla 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 damn that's so rich i can't pronounce it <laughs> right batalla uh as the christian post reports the controversy started when pittsburgh resident jerrell taylor posted a photo of the pastor's bentley on facebook last week when he criticized curtis for buying such a luxurious vehicle that's worth roughly twice the median income of the church's neighborhood if your if your pastor is driving a bentley truck he's sucking your community dry with hopes and ties taylor wrote on his facebook post curtis did not respond to the christian post questions about the car although the publication did successfully reach out to samuel cruz an associate professor of religion and sociology i mean and society at the union theological seminary in new york city who criticized the pastor's car choices being tone deaf i don't know how owning a bentley that's worth two hundred and thirty thousand contributes in any way to the furtherance of the kingdom and also how that could be justified to own a car that expensive you have to be among the top 10 percent of income earners or even higher of these united states of america i can't consider how preaching could lead someone to so much wealth um and damon young and a strange member of curtis's church wrote last week that the optics of the car were very bad damon young of course from very smart brother in the roots uh at root.com um i have to admit that my instinctual reaction to this was to wince he wrote before acknowledging the pastor has other resources of income besides church donations i'm aware that between speaking engagements and teaching positions and books this pastor has other income besides the church guess the race of the pastor karen black karen's going with black let's check the chat room 
uh building fund black god told me to bless up black a pastor who wants to eat nick and minaj's booty black creflo dollar scamming ass black reverend leon lonnie love black i'm the motherfucking flossing preacher y'all y'all niggas just jealous black 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 burnt toast black burnt toast black bitch ass nigga reverend senator clay davis black shit nigga passed the collection plate again black the correct answer is black they can never accuse you negroes of not taking it black when you want to okay you guys definitely said black and he was he was also bowling mm-hmm. by that name and by that church member i said oh yeah mm-hmm. jarell jarell told it yeah jarell was all on the ground you know jarell mad as hell you know he is he, in the snow too he was like this motherfucker right here i can't believe it and 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 sonia principal who allegedly liked a porn video on twitter retires after 30 years as an educator oh <laughs> porn hub telling on you <laughs> that's why you can't like everything because now facebook be like you like it we gonna tell your timeline you be like shit i just said i like i just gave it a thumbs up i just like the ass i ain't know you're gonna tell my mama twitter was out here snitching dog <laughs> <laughs> i did not know oh man he lost he lost his job over over a like on twitter man got copy in a scumbag oh that's so hypocritical because everybody watches porn but right something about knowing this this motherfucker seen some porn people's like he got to go can't teach my kids mm-hmm. you got porn on your hands as long as it ain't as long as you ain't touching the kids i don't care like was it child porn like how you had to lose right. your job as a principal because you like the porn the videos. standards for educators is crazy because you you know you got people out here really fucking touching children and shit right what was the video all right i don't care nothing about no porn uh, and sonio high school principal terry goldson is on paid leave since december and allegations at the allegations he liked the pornographic video on twitter and he now no longer has a job so he was on paid leave and now he resigned i guess the board of education briefly met in, ex- in an executive session thursday afternoon unanimously voting in favor of retirement uh between the school district and goldson according to the board president bill nimmons Golson has been with the district for more than 30 years. All gone because of one errant like. And and the thing is, suppose he's out here like doing and making a change and y'all like, mm-mm, but you like that ass. <laughs> Word, all, all my good work is gone now. He can, they confirmed that Golson was not terminated though. School officials had, would not disclose the details of the agreement. Whatever, he's, y'all fired him. He's retired as of now. There's no investigation going on because he's retired. Nimmons did say that he enjoyed working with Terry over the years. The board placed Golson on, uh, who's a popular, well-respected individual in the community with family roots steeped deep in Ansonia on um, paid leave the last December. Golson has not commented in the media about allegations, but did post a message on his Facebook page in December saying there was a very inappropriate video with sexual content content on my Twitter feed today. Please be careful with social media. 
that message was still up on this facebook late thursday Nimmin stressed the board's policy committee will be directed to draft up stricter policies regarding statutes of social media i like i like i hate it when twitter actually start telling people what people like that was such trash that when people add someone to a list or you follow somebody like stay out of my fucking business twitter jesus because mm-hmm, i get them too i'm glad i got a job where i can just be like yes i follow sarah j on twitter leave me the fuck alone you know what i mean like i'm glad i don't have a job where i gotta be like uh let me start another account so i can like tiana trump that's crazy right uh like i can't do a good job and also know who a porn star is fuck out of my correct, face correct correct all that fucking wholesomeness right like and the thing is this you, nigga teach children and he knows who janet jackman is he got to go he got to go how can he help himself yeah that kills me dog that kills me um double standard he's hopeful the policy committee can bring something to the board discuss in, mu- in march mayor david cassetti said late thursday he was not aware of the details of the agreement but i wish him well last month more than 60 residents and colleagues attended the school board meeting to show their overwhelming support for him and he still got fired <laughs> yo this is like a different this is like a 2018 version of lean on me where <laughs> they they came to the school to support the principal and shit like they came down to the police station for joe <laughs> <laughs> actually mm-hmm. all i got to do is stay like and porn and die that's it <laughs> that's it yep Golson, who was his second year on the job was placed on paid administrative leave at the information service that claiming that on his personal twitter he liked a 28 second pornographic video who snitched the board had requested an investigation be done to look into allegations. The board's attorney said the investigation would not be discussed publicly because it was a personnel matter. It is exempted from public view under freedom of information laws. Former print, former Prendergast. I've never heard that. I've heard of Pendergast, but Prendergast, uh, school principal Sherrod McNeil, the state's 2014 elementary assistant principal of the year, had implored the board to allow him to continue his lifelong work of doing great things here as an educator. More than a hundred people posted notes of support and encouragement on his Facebook page. Some claim his account was hacked. Others proposed that an accident like accidental like might have happened. I mean, yeah, them accidental likes are real too. Mm-hmm. I've done that before. Sarah Crooks, the high school assistant principal, has since been serving as acting principal. That's probably who told. Uh, anyway, guess the race of Terry Goldson. White. All right, let's check the chat room. See what you guys believe. White um was watching coco porn white 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 in the evangelical bible belt white white bukaki white white oh white white everybody's going white on this one and everybody is wrong (laughs) he was a black man y'all can we see a picture i put it on screen I mean, you know, you got oh, yeah, he's black as the ace of spades, baby, and got shades. Mm-hmm. Thought of the same shades he had on when he liked that pic. <laughs> I wish I knew what the video was. It's not in the article. Right, it's twenty eight seconds. It, it, I mean, you not you're not even watching the full clip. Right, like what the fuck could the video have been, man? Like, what did he get caught liking? Uh, <laughs> like I guess that would have gone a long way to to tell everybody. Uh. <laughs> what the what race he was you know what i'm saying 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> People been liking them pogs. His ass would have, everybody would have been like, mm mm-hmm. Yes, not the pogs. <laughs> <laughs> this nigga that got caught out here liking them damn, uh, uh, liking booty talk 95. What the <laughs> fuck? I know, right? It's a brother. I know, right? They don't even have a screenshot of him what video they took it off of whatever it was it's not on the internet i know so. been like the bbws right bbw takes bbc what is this what is happening here 28 seconds i know i know shout 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 out to the freaks that know all these terms we're using mm-hmm. a dp well i know what's happening here uh let's see outback server was not tipped by a local church who had a 735 dollar takeout order and she lost her job over a Facebook post. Mm-mm, mm-mm. Um, she said, uh, so apparently. Internet taking people down, ain't it? She was at Outback Steakhouse in Palm Beach Gardens. She said she was fired on Thursday after posting on social media. She was not tipped on a $735 takeout order placed by Christ Fellowship. Tamlin, Tamlin Yoder, 25 of Lake Park, said that christ fellowship ordered 25 steaks 25 chickens and 25 potatoes on wednesday morning um she took she took the order over the phone she said we put up the order together to make payment and then um take the order to the car it's a lot of work just just as much as serving she said uh yoda said a person from christ fellowship came to pick up the order and uh when yoda put the food in the car she received no tip yoda said because she spent uh the better part of her shift preparing a 75 item order for christ fellowship she only made a total of 18 dollars in tips for the whole day Ooh, that's a bad day she said tips is how we make money we still make low a low wage as servers mm-hmm. um yeah you make 235 in a lot of places yeah and, and they depend on the tips to make you get minimum wage and and the thing is which kills me the hostess should have been the one time tied up doing that bullshit right like you know if you have places with a hostess that's their job because they don't get tips so that's so but what they try to do what a lot of places do which kills me they'll send the hostess home or have the hostess come in late and all that other bullshit and basically have the service be the server the hostess and doing all this other bullshit that technically they shouldn't be doing mm-hmm. you know because like she said why the fuck was i up here tying my time up with your order when i should be on the floor making money yep uh yoda said um out of frustration she posted on facebook that christ fellowship left a no tip on her order total of 735 dollars she did not mention what she worked yoda said a male friend who saw her post told her to delete it and he told her he would call christ fellowship about the incident yoda said the friend told her church told the church uh told her the church was going to contact the restaurant to make amends when yoda arrived at outback the next day for her shift she was told by the manager uh, that Christ Fellowship got a full refund for the $735 order and she was fired. That's the bullshit that they do because they complained. They could, they called up there complained because you embarrassed them. So basically they gave them all, that's a big ass order to give Here, them their money a, back. Before you assume, before you assume, that's not what happened. Oh. Christ Fellowship actually don't have a problem with her. They meant to tip. A new person was taking the order uh placing the order and didn't know the protocol that they tip on those orders so they didn't tip okay but once they were made aware of it they wanted to compensate her for that 
and tip her okay applebee's has a policy that basically you can't be using social media uh to talk about the customers and shit so they fired her okay they have a pop that make okay well then, well then that's understandable if this is their policy per company policy employees cannot post about customers on social media and can be subject to termination if the policy is violated coach declined to go into uh cock i guess coke decided to go into uh specifics about the incidents christ fellowship expressed their apologies about the incident on the facebook page and made a statement to the palm beach post on friday christ fellowship said in a statement um that the post to the post that their intent was to find a way to get a tip to the employee and did not desire any way to for punitive action to be taken so this was all out back um and that that makes that makes sense because the employee the two dollar 13 cent hour employee is the problem right and you know a lot of companies are probably starting to do this policy because they the employees out here just saying reckless shit across online and there have to be the consequences of the employees out here talking about customers this is the other part that bothers me you give a motherfucker a little bit of power and they lose their shit because it was up to their discretion to fire her yes it was they could have been like look man no harm no foul she deleted the post she was upset y'all don't want her fired y'all want to tip her let's just finish this transaction i'll talk to her and be like hey in the future don't put stuff like that on facebook it's a bad look blah 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 nope fired but get the fuck out yeah because here's your money back church who's not asking for their money back here's your money back what the fuck and they probably purposely did that to justify her firing because they didn't have to give them nothing but they were basically like you made us have to pay them back because you know some managers panic whenever people call and 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 even if they're not complaining for the fact that they got to interact with a customer they go into fucking panic mode we did not call the restaurant to have her fire we wanted to get the situation resolved said david lunsbury executive director of business for christ fellowship he said the group is trying to make the situation right and that members usually leave a generous tip on takeout orders because a lot of church members work as servers that night we had a volunteer go to the restaurant and pick up the order since we were having a big conference he probably didn't know the tips since it was a rush of the moment thing we love our volunteers and the one chosen to assist with the pickup errands was not aware of our gratuity tipping practices at no time did any christ fellowship staff dine in the restaurant that evening as we were hosting a major event at the time christ fellowship said they are trying to contact yoder yoder said her termination won't stop her from pursuing another server job because she's devoted to her work one day i like to own my own restaurant i love this business she said mm-hmm. and somebody was talking about uh why did they take the money back they probably just recharged their card mm-hmm. like i guarantee you this was a card transaction on a company card so they probably just went back and just reversed the transaction which is something even if they tell them no if they reverse it there's nothing you can do about it they just put the money back on the card by the way shout out to the church they contacted her and she said they were compensated her after she didn't get the tip she said the conversation totaled more than the tip and she said a couple of the church families came together for me oh outback has not contacted her since her termination either because they don't give a fuck <sighs> what the fuck is wrong with people man right you know what i mean like it had to be that extreme it had to be <laughs> you there was no other way to resolve that fucking problem than she needed to be fired and the church need to get their money back it actually makes you look worse like firing her actually makes you look worse oh my god i wouldn't even eat there if i was um what if i was them they wouldn't get another order from me for the fact that they fire her after i called you and was like hey can you know a mistake was made you know we're gonna give you money back i mean we're gonna um tip her and you was like no here's your money back and we firing her right so and they went to extra mile and found her was like hey we apologize here's your money 
right that we were supposed to give you because we tied your day up all right man guess the race of tamlin yoder karen tamlin yoder tamlin yoder i want to go she's white let's check the chat room see what they believe hmm fired sounds black but yoder says amish mennonite white white black white she's a white um all this trouble good to be white uh gtbw <laughs> i know that uh anyway uh black or indian somebody said all right the correct answer is at least from what i can tell white <laughs> some of y'all did miss it here's the one thing i will say she might have some black in her though because some of her pictures she's passing uh but with the right filter you know what i'm saying i can see she looks white she definitely looks white right there right but like let me show you these other pictures y'all um she might be mixed with something like she could be mixed with a little something i don't know that's her on the news Mm -hmm. you know i feel like if she's got some black in it she's still mostly passing white so i'm going with white but you know she like she might have something in her dog she might want to check her dna mm-hmm. she might what do i i might want to check she already know what her shit is i don't know anyway uh let's yeah, who do, knows what i'm mixed with let's go to the bonus round double the points and the race double the points and the race that's right double the points double the race and the bonus round i guess so far karen is two out of three i think let's see if she can keep it going everybody missed that one with that pastor i mean was it the pastor mm-hmm. y'all mm-hmm. all missed that one a new york police department detective no one was it the pastor it was the pastor it was one of the ones that everybody missed i was like what? i don't boo a new york police department narcotics detective is in hot water for sending an old buddy a sophomoric and potentially racist series of texts oh, about shit. drinking on the job while he was in the middle of a buy and bust operation oh shit not buy and bust mm-hmm. That's what, what i'm mean. gonna do i'm gonna bust this butt wires wide open <laughs> uh not in knowing that not knowing investigators have put a wiretap on his pal's phone oh <laughs> bring over a few beers detective ted holway texted his friend paul barone march 14th uh 2015 as he sat in a prisoner van in staten island waiting on the operation to end the two joked about drinking beer and vodka together never knowing detectives investigating an illegal gambling ring were watching as the damning text cycled in stay clear of me i'm driving drunk he wrote uh barone wrote to hallway according to the testimony given at hallway's department here on friday i have a pba card for you hallway 34 responded referring to a union courtesy car officers give friends and family members as he pretended to drink vodka on the job the two never met up uh hallway complained that his wood to his would be bartender this this vodka is warm hallway texted adding do i look black what i, I i'm confused Hmm. i don't get it what stereotype is that i don't know we drink warm beer black people drink warm vodka is that a, a thing I, that I, we're not aware of i don't know a who month- knows it might be it's, it's a lot of shit that they attach to us i'm like everybody i thought i, I know it's a black thing you know black people don't own no ice mm-hmm. <laughs> 
a month later on april 4th 2015 <laughs> hallway texted barone again while on duty this time to warn him about a dealer selling drugs to his stepsister hallway was transported to transporting the suspected dealer when he gave barone the man's name and picture detectives assigned to nypd organized crime control bureau handed the text to the internal affairs bureau as they charged barone 33 and his father ex-nypd cop cyril barone 68 would participate in a four million dollar illegal gambling ring the Ooh. two have since pleaded guilty to promoting gambling cyril barone was sentenced to probation while his son was given a conditional discharge nobody went to jail right four million dollars hallway was not so lucky charged with improperly using his personal cell phone while on duty and for divulging confidential information about the drug dealer he was demoted to police officer uh wait <laughs> he was not so lucky and all he did was get demoted to still having a job the fuck <laughs> he you went from sitting behind a desk to having to deal with the public unfortunately for him he has only still got a job uh now facing nobody gets canceled y'all nobody gets canceled he's now facing a loss of 20 vacation days oh the humanity the humanity 20 20, oh i see cruel and unusual punishment is what i call this hallway testified in his departmental hearing hoping to get the penalty lowered i'm very apologetic i didn't realize the severity of it i was just trying to help an old friend and help his sister hallway said about releasing the drug dealer's name trying to explain the way the earlier text hallway said mm-hmm. that he and baron were discussing drinking and old school memories hallway never knew baron was under investigation the two hadn't spoken in a decade but rekindled their friendship after reuniting at a staten island fundraiser in 2015 he said growing up he was a good kid but i haven't seen him in years the disgraced cop said i've deleted his phone number and got rid of all the numbers of his friends i haven't seen in a while the nypd won't publicly release hallway's sentence as it continues to cite the section 50 of a state civil rights law which prevents public disclosure of personnel records of uniformed officers mm-hmm but not the general public when it comes to certain things guess the rizzer rizzer race of ted hallway karen oh that's a white man all right you like you sipping on some warm vodka over there mm-hmm, it's good and warm let me check the chat room and see what they believe room temperature mm-hmm. i don't always drink vodka but when i do it's as snow white as i am oh lord white blames his daughter's opiate problem on the blacks and hispanic staten island white cranky cracker white man with like richie cunningham the correct answer is white <laughs> i'm just mad he brought that warm vodka shit into it right i didn't know that was a stereotype ain't got shit to do with us man leave us out of it your delusions of black stereotypes white cops love to blame everything on some black people don't they well brown people yep they love to be <laughs> these goddamn niggers <laughs> won't put ice in their drinks Ugh, i hate them you know niggas don't own refrigerators don't you Duh! Fuck you know they me. all live in the swamp don't you <laughs> what the, how do I, what all right last thing let's do sword ratchetness and then we will get out of here teens robbed a man with a samurai swords and uh threatened to chop his head off oh shit a teenager's been sent to custody 
to for his role in a robbery which saw a man threatening threatened with a samurai sword and told he would have his head chopped off if he went to the police brunley crown court heard how victim david hughes was approached by three teenagers two wielding samurai swords while he was drawing 40 pounds out of the cash machine one of those teenagers was 18 year old ashley leonard cunningham although he pleaded guilty to robbery on the basis that he was holding the sheath for one of the swords but around 40 minutes oh, after that got the sword itself right but around 40 minutes after that incident which happened on bank street uh Rautenshaw, late in the evening of september 1st 2016 cunningham was found in possession of a meat cleaver with blood on his hands oh prosecuting julian taylor said the robbery concerned the complainant david hughes who was getting money out of the cash machine in bank street uh he was approached by three males wearing baklavas two were carrying samurai swords which were two feet long the two males are carrying them in threatening way switching them towards him one of them put the samurai sword in his face and almost brushed his nose they brandished oh. the swords and said give us your money the court heard mr hughes headed over to 40 pounds he had just taken from the machine and after he did it one of the gang told him if he rang the police they would chop his head off then they ran off towards the bus station this wasn't a well thought out crime they were teens mr hughes did ring the phone the officers found cunningham on church street burnley was it was, was found nearby intoxicated in possession of the meat cleaver he could not explain why he had blood on his hands but he did ask the officers if they found the chinese sword yet nobody uh, Duh! Trying teenagers. To, stupid nobody else has been successfully prosecuted for Don't the robbery crime teenagers although police did find one of the samurai swords used in the incident cunningham pleaded guilty to robbery and possession of an offensive weapon in the public place defendant james hayward said his client was a troubled young man who had a difficult upbringing mr hayward said this is a young man who as highlighted in the pre-sentence report has had his own difficulties he strikes me as someone who has difficulties he showed me his arm <laughs> jesus which is covered in self-harm <laughs> scars judge andrew woolman sentenced him to two years and eight months in uh young offenders institution all right guys that's it for the day uh thank y'all so much for listening mm-hmm. enjoy black panther i know we will i can't wait till tomorrow my mom hit me up this morning and said could i get her two tickets to black panther this weekend and i've never spent money faster in my life i said of course mom so her and layla are gonna see it cool so, feeling excited for them i'm surprised you got it you got the uh, showing yeah well there's there's tickets available you just have to i mean you know look a little further out but right and i think they're actually putting extra showings in because that makes sense like like bumping out theater yeah. right because i'm about to say for a lot of theaters they was like shit we said you're gonna be some movie theaters is gonna be like uh what is it that rabbit movie and black panther Mm-hmm. so i can't wait to see it man um and uh good luck to everybody out there mm-hmm. uh thanks for supporting us and uh i see a lot of you guys are buying stuff from our t public store continue to do that everything's yeah. gonna be on sale to the end of the month black history black history all right until oh wait um friday should be the nerd off and balls esports so friday will probably be some of y'all's first see our first reactions to black panther as yes. well yes in addition to, uh, we'll probably do a spoiler review um so yeah it'll be a full day for me friday so premium people will get those emails thursday afternoon yes, thursday night will. all right um until next time i love you i love you too Mwah. Mwah.